0: Welcome friends. On behalf of the Presbytery of San Fernando, I am delighted to have you as part of our regular conversations. Our Presbytery is a community of churches and ministries that is seeking to be part of Christ's mission with faithfulness, joy, humility, and courage in the Northwest part of the Los Angeles area and beyond. I hope that you enjoy this dialogue Please feel free to learn more about us by visiting our website at sfpresby.org. Thank you so much for listening. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, my name is Juan, and I'm on the staff with the San Fernando Presbytery. And I'm here with my friend Casey Way. Hello, Casey. How are you doing? Hey, Juan. Good afternoon, man. Good, Good afternoon. afternoon. Good to see well, you.
1: We are. Um, by so- the way, we call these the EP updates with Juan.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> one I'm One thing is that both uh, Casey and I are not really uh, all that fascinated yeah. by having these live interactions, but we we have a few have seen. Uh, kind of developing we are developing different things online and uh, as a way of bringing us closer together and uh, talk a little bit about our sense of call together as a community of churches and uh, as you know part of that has been the strategy uh, the strategic direction that was adopted a couple years ago so Casey is uh, helping the presbytery in the development of of the leadership uh, area uh, of that direction, and so uh, I wanted uh, I invited him uh, to to tell us a little bit more about it and uh, share a little bit about what uh, the coal path uh, initiative is all about. So thanks, KC, for joining us. Awesome one. Thanks a lot
1: again. I think if anything, this is this comes from groundwork that many people have been part of, um, many voices. Um, I think of our work with Cyclical LA under Nick's leadership, um, our work with Bridges under Jim Millie's leadership, um, even as recently as Randy, who really helped begin some of this early work. But now you joining us as our uh, executive presbyter for the Presbytery. Um, this is work we're all continuing to do together. It's a collaborative effort. It's um, many voices, and it's still a work in progress because we recognize that when it comes to the call that God places on a person's life to consider going into full-time ministry, I think, Juan, you and I, you know, we were part of that traditional call path where someone said, oh, you have a heart for the church. You have a heart for people wanting to know who Jesus is. Uh, Why don't you go to seminary? Um, So we go to seminary. And I think even the big dream, you know, everyone says, go to seminary, get an MDiv, uh, then you'll graduate, you'll get ordained as a minister of Word and Sacrament. You'll find a church and you'll make a lot of money. Um, Not necessarily the case anymore, right? Um, We know many people who've chosen that path to do the traditional path, have gone to seminary, um, have been stuck in the process, maybe in the ordination process. Um, or who graduates seminary and they find out that there's nothing out there. And I, I got a few just so that we can have a visual of just kind of some notes that you, you all could see. And if you watch this later, thank you so much for watching. Um, again, here's the in, in regards to the strategic direction under uh, Juan's leadership and the Presbytery, and something we've been even talking about at the CPM level, the Committee on Preparation for Ministry. You know, what does it mean to take responsibility, responsibility locally for the development of established and emerging leaders? We know this is part of our new direction that we adopted. And in describing, or kind of trying to figure that out as a presbytery, we know that there are traditional uh, folk who we know many, even in, uh, who are under the care process, who graduated seminary eight, nine, 10 years ago who um, have families but can't leave their location where they live um, and find out that there are no opportunities locally. Uh, We have people who um, recently celebrating people who um, have been working on their ordination exams and finally have completed those exams, but still recognize that there's no real opportunities locally or even around the country because those opportunities are changing. Um, but within the bounds of our own presbytery, we, have, uh, we know we have commissioned ruling elders, we have new worshiping community leaders, we have church planters, we have, again, the wonderful work that um, Jim and Nick are doing in each of their um, areas where we're raising up new leaders, non-traditional leaders, if you will. And we still wanna encourage, I mean, again, we celebrate the call of God on a person's life And we celebrate if someone comes to us in our presbytery uh, from a local church where their pastors encourage them uh, to uh, pursue a seminary education, to pursue uh, a traditional PCUSA ordination, which is what we celebrate. And we would love that. We'll back that up. We recognize also there are many who are serving in uh, quote unquote, the trenches here in Los Angeles. They are ministering in coffee shops. They are doing things outside the walls, if you will, of their local congregations. And we know there are leaders who've come our way over the last few years. I recently was the chair of committee on preparation for ministry. Um, Zach over at Oaks Presbyterian is the new chair this year. And we celebrate Zach's leadership um, walking alongside us with this process. But we've seen people along the way who've come, who've maybe attended seminary, who didn't get that traditional master of divinity degree, who didn't get that, who didn't come um, from a PCUSA church. Maybe they came from a non-denominational church and they still want to be a pastor. They still want to lead. They sense God's call to plant a church or they sense God's call to actually continue ministering in whatever it is that they've been called to do in the city. So that can even mean a validated ministry. That could mean something like serving the poor, serving those who are without. Um, we know that uh, there are non-traditional call paths. We know people um, who've attended seminary and, again, maybe didn't get Um, that MDiv. We know people who have no college degrees. Real quickly, my first ministry position in Los Angeles was a director of high school ministry position where I didn't have a college degree at the time. I only had my high school diploma, and it was in a Presbyterian church, and it it was um, with a group of people who believed in my talents and my call and my gifts for ministry. They celebrated that, and they encouraged me to complete that um, undergraduate degree. I finally completed that degree at the age of 30 and went to seminary um, and graduated um, from seminary at 33. But we recognize there are many who don't have college degrees. We know um, we Juan and I have a good friend in our presbytery who's done some work who attended um, a non-accredited seminary. Um, we have people, our, our brothers and sisters from other countries, our Spanish-speaking brothers and sisters, who have attended a seminary outside of the country, but maybe it's a non-accredited seminary. And we also currently, we we are working with people in our presbytery um, who are seeking ordination. And we know the PCUSA has cleared a path for those who are of immigrant status to become ordained um, in the larger Presbyterian church. This call path um, direction that we're pondering and we're praying about um, a program that is still very much on the on the chalkboard, if you will, um, it's for persons with a master's, a master of divinity, seeking ordination, or who are already ordained, or who are still hoping to be ordained, um, recognizing there are no viable, real call opportunities. And I think Juan, you've heard this. I don't know which person at um, one of our seminaries quoted this. Um, I think the first question to some new seminary students was. Um, if you're expecting to have your own church when you graduate from seminary think again uh, you're probably going to have to there are no jobs but you're probably going to have to start your own church to get that church. Um, You know again I think that thought of uh, traditionally hoping that we're going to land somewhere has changed. Uh, The program is also for persons who want to help lead in their current congregations perhaps to assist their busy full-time pastor or a part-time pastor. We know over the years, we've had CREs, Commission Ruling Elders. Um, We have people who've partnered and supported the local pastor. But we also know as the congregate, you know, with COVID-19, for example, um, this last year, congregations are changing. Um, Churches are struggling financially. And so we really wanna find those people within our congregations locally, in the San Fernando Presbytery, are interested in partnering, walking alongside maybe the one who has been called to be the teaching elder or the minister of word and sacrament, and to support that person, um, to consider maybe even being a commission ruling elder if they're already an elder. But again, the program is for people who already have an MDiv seeking ordination, or persons who want to lead, who maybe haven't gone to seminary, um, persons who want to lead their congregations in the absence of a paid pastor. Again, we recognize some of our churches um, are going to need the work. It's an old word that one, not, you, one you're familiar with, that, the, the work of the laity, if you will. Uh, those persons in our community churches, our local churches, who have gifts to uh, provide pastoral care, who have gifts to teach the word, who have gifts to um, help, um, make, uh, help create mission, to help Others go outside the walls in their communities. Um, This call path direction that we're talking about, persons who want to support the mission of helping our local congregations make disciples within our churches. We know the first step to helping people respond to the good news of the Great Commission, you know, uh, scattered out into the world from Matthew 28, where Jesus says, go out into the world and make disciples. We want to help people in our congregations who sense God's call to really grow the mission of the larger church, learn what it means to make disciples in the congregations that we have. Ordained persons and non-ordained persons who want to disciple people who are not currently involved in any congregation. You know, we have people who, again, creative uh, church planting work that we've done in our Presbytery, new worshiping community leaders who've done some creative things, everything from being in a local bar, everything from working with those who are without. We have some interesting Interesting um, mm-hmm. church new worshiping community opportunities that have been created and established. We know the work of the PCUSA in the thousand and one new worshiping communities is a very has been a very huge success, and we've um, been a benefit. We've experienced the blessings of having many of our own new worshiping com- community leaders come from the thousand and one um, initiative. We know this call path program that we're talking about. Um, persons who are leading or who want to start a ministry outside the walls of our existing churches. COVID right now, and I think um, the church I'm sitting in right now, Burbank Presbyterian Church, so many of our churches have been closed, and they ask that question what are we going to do now? Uh, what are we going to do differently? How are we going to get people to come back, if you will? And there's a thought, well, we have to kind of pivot a little. We have to change that and say, okay, what is God calling us? to in the community that God is already doing. You know, where can we attach ourselves as the local church where God is already planted and God is already doing some amazing things instead of creating something new? So congregations are going to need persons in those congregations to contemplate new ideas, new ways of doing mission outside the walls where we can empower those people to lead um, this call path direction that we're talk- talking about, Finally, we're getting almost there, persons discerning the start of or leading a new worshiping community outside the walls of our existing churches, you know, d- to have conversations with Nick Warnes, to have conversations with Jim Jim Milley, the idea of what does it mean to uh, be called by God to be outside in the communities that we serve, these are things that um, we're talking about in regards to the call path idea. Um, I think if anything, well many of us are familiar with this, we have for a call path options, so the traditional PCUSA ordination. Uh, we can ordain people as evangelists. If they're already elders within their congregations, we could ordain them as commissioned ruling elders to a particular ministry, um, church planners, new worshiping community leaders, hospital chaplaincy. We've done that before. Even approved, validated ministries um, by our presbytery where people are serving as executive directors um, in nonprofit work. So again, one these are just some basic, just basic um, things that we've been talking about. CPM. um, is gonna play a huge role, I believe, um, in partnering with um, ECG, evangelism and church growth, and partnering with committee on ministry. These are conversations that we're just putting on the table because we know that in the days, weeks, and months and years to come, we're gonna have to raise some new leaders. And we have those leaders in our congregations already. And especially, and I'll finish up with this one, especially in regards to kind of our changing world with this idea of what does it mean to raise up leaders of color? In our communities. And I know what you're doing over the next few weeks. I know Nick Warnes is interviewing somebody, one of our colleagues, Manny Flores, and others over the next month or two to talk what, to talk about our changing neighborhoods. So um, helping churches, and that word exegete from seminary, helping churches kind of break down and figure out What can we do in our neighborhoods that maybe we haven't done before that doesn't cost us a single penny where all we need to do is raise up our leaders. All we need to do and to look for leaders in those neighborhoods that um, don't look like us or sound like us or act like us. So we need different voices, people who are gonna help shape the future of the church. And we know San Fernando Valley is a changing area and our churches. And, And if Juan and I, if I can give a word of encouragement to those um, pastors already serving uh, to those session boards you have people in your midst that God has called that God has equipped those people can do great things and I think if anything Juan and myself we would love to talk with those persons interested in discerning whatever call that might be um, because again I think it's exciting one I give back the mic to you um, any questions or comments that you want to mention
0: Okay, see, so I want to thank you for uh, sharing with us uh, this important element of our strategic direction. The Presbyterians are probably the only uh, denominational family that has leadership development as part of its name. Uh, we believe that God calls and equips uh, people for service, uh, way beyond kind of a clergy-laity distinction. We are God's people in mission and all of us being equipped. And and that's a culture that we want to promote in our Presbytery. And we're so glad that you're part of this and and, and that you have, uh, in many ways, invested in the lives of people uh, beyond the traditional uh, uh, structure of of, uh, leadership development in Presbyterian circles. And we want to see more of that. So uh, if anyone is interested, please stay tuned and uh, connect with Casey uh, and and or with our strategy team and we would like to uh, one way or another guide you walk alongside encourage you because it is um, uh, God is still calling uh, uh, workers to the field and, and we're praying uh, for that raise up uh, new new workers because the, the, the harvest is plentiful and the workers are free. One thing I wanted to say is um, that certainly uh, we, we some some of the ways in which we're trying to connect with people are the uh, devotionals, and we. This is the beginning of Lent, a very a very special uh, uh, season in the calendar uh, of the church. Um, you you may know that in its origins it was a time of of committing to Christ, preparation for baptism, a time of discipleship. Uh, and, uh, and, and which is also one of the strategic uh, directions uh, for us. So um, we, we, uh, you'll find more information about our daily devotionals here on, on, our, on this uh, page uh, of Facebook, but uh, please, uh, we encourage you to go ahead and sign up for that. You will receive them in your uh, inbox. And this is something really exciting that we have developed in, in partnership with DS Studios, uh, very artistic, very hands-on, very uh, engaging set of uh, daily uh, reflections. And, and, and we're glad to offer that as a Presbyterian to, to an, anyone who is interested. So uh, just wanted to wrap up with that. But once again, Casey, thank you. Yeah. Hey, I'm
1: just a small speck. I'm a minion. And um, we got many, many hands in this, so
0: we're part of some uh, uh, an uh, exciting movement, and uh, and uh, leaders are very much part of that. New leaders and missional leaders, missional leaders. So yeah. thank you again, and, and you're hey, welcome, you on. everyone. And uh, a blessed Lent to everyone as we start this day uh, in, in this season of Lent.
1: Amen. Amen. God bless you, Juan. And then looking forward to more conversations.
0: Wonderful. Thank you. Take care. Bye. As we wrap up this time together, I would like to express our gratitude on behalf of the team and the people of the San Fernando Presbytery. My prayer is that it might have been helpful to you. I would like to also invite you to comment, give us some feedback, and perhaps even like this podcast or share it uh, with uh, people that you know, so that we may be able to continue making it available to others. Thank you so much, and God bless you.